Hello and welcome to Starting Over with Shannon. This is a podcast about fresh starts, new chapters and embracing change and challenge to become a better version of ourselves and create a better world around us. I'm your host Shannon Jenkins and every week I'll be bringing you a different starting over story with tips on how to conquer life's difficulties to find greater joy, meaning and purpose. Hey you, thank you so much for being here with me right now. I'm bringing you a topic on the pod today after much request and that topic is overwhelm. Honestly, as an empathetic, perfectionistic person with a heavy bias, I've got to admit, towards anxiety and overthinking, this is something that I regularly grapple with. But I have found a surprisingly simple solution to managing this when it all just feels too much. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. Little note though first, you know when you're overwhelmed, the word simple just seems like the most soothing, attractive, enticing concept, even if in reality you are wondering how on earth you can simplify your life. You see, I had a wake-up call on this this past week. So I actually spent the last five days doing a woman's retreat in southern France. We were in this beautiful nature. We had a beautiful room overlooking the mountains and valley with this huge window, a rich wooden floor, wooden beams on the ceiling, raked ceiling as well. It was just gorgeous space. And we were sharing this with eight other ladies Now, a lot of the retreat was focused on healing the feminine, getting in touch with our feminine nature, processing some self-esteem, some body image issues, self-love, and becoming more aware of how we operate as a woman in this world. And each of us women did have different things that we were working through. You know, for some really body image and feeling comfortable in their own skin was a big challenge. For others, and for me in particular, I realized to what extent I had tied my worth to my productivity. And then through that, I mean, this is something that I knew, right? But through through an exercise, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm actually kind of addicted to this overwhelm. And I have built a whole set of behaviors around it. So let me tell you an example of an exercise that we did. So one morning, we were all there in this room that I just described, and we had a movement class with a former classical dancer. Now, she shared a little bit of her own story, kind of growing up being in a very high discipline environment associated with classical dance and how she was so focused on efficiency and productivity and being a good girl and performing well and ended up burning out through all of that and wanting to connect more deeply to her true self, her nature and slow the heck down. So she led this class and it was all about connecting to our inner energy. So we had a, you know, our eyes closed and we were supposed to be connecting to our bodies and feelings and energy on this deeper level through movement that we don't usually do. So there was music playing and so on. 
And there was one part where we were all kind of in a straight line, two lines, and we had to just cross the room with our eyes closed really slowly. Like for me, this was painful. I swear my inner dialogue quickly went into pissy mode. Like what is the purpose of this? Jesus, let's move on already. And feeling a lot of agitation in my body. Like remember she said at one point, if you feel like you're going slow already, I want you to do it twice as slow. And I was like, oh girl, you got to chill out. Like this is not okay. (laughs) Well, actually not chill out. You've (laughs) got to stop chilling out. But anyway, I was wondering through this whether, I don't know, any of you listening actually live in a big city environment right now where everyone is marching around, racing around, transporting their brains from one meeting to another, one event to another. And ironically, that used to be me. I mean, I used to live in central London for a few years when I was there at university and I enjoyed the fast pace and I would get annoyed with people walking slowly. And then when I recently went to London, I realized, oh, wow, I have slowed down quite significantly that I could not cope with the hectic pace of it all. Like it just completely stressed me out. And yet being at this retreat and doing this exercise where we were encouraged slash forced to go slowly, I found that really difficult too. But what I did notice And I am grateful for the lesson. This is why I always encourage you to get curious about your triggers as opposed to get swept away in reaction with them. Is that I have been carrying around this mild sense of urgency to everything I do. And when I'm particularly stressed, anxious or operating from a scarcity mindset, this would exacerbate this would worsen. Like, can I mean, is this something that you do too? Please tell me this is you too. Like, do you march around the house, picking up after your children, huffing and puffing, taking the clothes and then this and then that, or you start emptying the dishwasher only then to open the post, but then you remember that you need to add items to your shopping list and then thinking, how am I going to tackle that project at work? Oh man, I forgot that tax return. I also haven't drunk enough water today. Oh, and I've got to go buy a birthday present for my mum. Blah, blah, blah. Legit. <laughs> Sometimes I would even tell myself as I notice that I'm doing it. Well, you know, at least I'm getting exercise in with all this scurrying around, following my squirrel brain that's now I know secretly addicted to chaos and destruction. But, 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 but. If this is you, too, I'm sorry to say But this is part of the cause of overwhelm. Now, I don't want to obviously simply dismiss all of the legitimate reasons to be overwhelmed because there are many of them. You know, our fast paced life demands a lot of us. And women in particular, there is still the effect of the patriarchy in this with having the additional burden, the mental load in particular, that invisible psychological weight of managing and organizing tasks and responsibilities often related to the household and the family. So then of course, balancing career, family, household responsibilities, societal expectations, it all just feels like a Herculean task. I didn't say that right. Herculean? Herculean? (laughs) But it's like carrying an invisible backpack filled with responsibilities and to-dos that never seem to end. And 
in this whirlwind of a fast-paced lifestyle, it's easy to see why overwhelm becomes a constant companion. We're inundated with information, commitments, responsibilities, and it feels like we're sprinting a never-ending marathon. And I think part of this does explain why multitasking can be so attractive. Because we tell ourselves that with sufficient self-discipline, plus the right time management tricks and productivity hacks, we might finally get on top of everything and feel good about ourselves at last. Only this utopia never arrives, but it often feels right around the corner. Like we can taste it, we get a glimpse of it, and that's what keeps us propelling forward. But in reality, what I've noticed for myself is that if I do have these moments, either I don't notice them because I'm too busy thinking about the future, or they're fleeting because there is, of course, something else that is added to it. So in our quest to manage this mental load and keep pace with our fast-paced lives, we do resort to multitasking, thinking of that as being the logical and necessary way to manage it all. We often think that by juggling multiple tasks simultaneously, we can conquer that never-ending to-do list. And if we respond to every message and meet all our obligations, it's all, you know, all going to come together. But the thing is, multitasking gives you the illusion of productivity but there is actually no such thing as multitasking. And research shows this now. We are simply task switching. And that task switching comes at a con cognitive cost. Not to mention our bloody sanity. <laughs> so we know research has shown that multitasking can lead to reduced efficiency, increased stress, and ironically, decreased performance. It fragments our attention, and this is a really key part, actually, because by multitasking, we're essentially teaching our brain to be scatty or scattered. It prevents us also from fully engaging with any one task, and that does perpetuate the cycle of overwhelm. So what is the surprisingly simple solution to your overwhelm. Let me tell you what it's not. It's not the latest science-backed time management technique. It's not the elusive promise of having more hours in a day. It's not about finding the perfect app or gadget. No. The solution is beautifully simple, yet profoundly impactful. And it is the practice of being fully present and engaged in one task at a time. Simply put, it's the art of single tasking. By embracing single tasking, we give ourselves the gift of focused attention. And that, of course, does lead to more productivity and reduced stress. So as we break free of this illusion of multitasking, we do really start to feel the magic of living in the present moment. 
And the power lies in, as I said, doing one thing at a time and really giving yourself to it, pouring your heart and your soul into it and allowing yourself to really savor the richness of that experience. And I think it's in this simplicity that we find the key to unraveling the overwhelm and also just rediscovering the joy and fulfillment in our daily lives. So how do we go about implementing this? I want to give you some pointers, first based on research and also from an entirely anecdotal and subjective experience of the least overwhelmed person I know, namely my husband. (laughs) Much to my frustration and mild occasional jealousy, (laughs) he just seems to be so on top of life. Like, oh, honestly. So I knew as I was going to tackle this topic and it's just not even remotely on his radar. Like, I don't even think I've ever seen him overwhelmed. I was like, okay, darling, what's your secret? Tell me now, what is your secret? And he immediately named, albeit not in these words, the art of single tasking. He did. It was about focusing and not getting distracted by things that aren't important. And unlike me, He doesn't have a long life management to-do list that's got anything and everything on it like clean the windows, find podcast guests, go to the doctors, make a wedding photo album, fill in insurance papers, buy a down light ceiling light bulb that I jumble together and seemingly at times all equate to equal importance. No, for David, he prioritizes what's important. He doesn't have this long list of tasks and he absolutely accepts that done is better than perfect. And his secret weapon, I asked him, is a question that he frequently asks himself. And that question is, what is the easiest and most efficient way to do this? Life-changing. So perfectionists, take note, (laughs) seriously. It'll be hard to implement, but it will change your life. And I know that you, like me, often you will just race into a task because of all the things, right? You just race in, you dive in, you jump in, but you don't really pause and give give yourself time and space to consider what would this look like if it were easy? Or how can this be easier? Or how can I lower the bar for success? It makes me think of a quote I cite often on this podcast by the Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl. And he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. So this is you. I really want you to give yourself permission to pause And ask yourself these questions before just diving in. Because not only will it reduce your inner emotional temperature, it will also surprisingly lead to better performance. Second point, eliminate distractions. Like seriously, do not make it harder for yourself by having 10 tabs open at the same time and a phone that's regularly pinging or buzzing It just trains your brain again to be scattered. And one of the technique strategies, I guess, that I use a lot is not only putting my phone in flight mode, but also 
keeping it completely out of sight when I am in the midst of a dedicated deep work session. And research actually backs this up too. It's like you need to put the device away, not leaving it face down right next to you on your desk. You need to put it out of sight. You need to close the tabs and make turn a blank page, have a simple environment in front of you, which can often help when you're feeling a kind of inner chaos and the overwhelm. So eliminate distractions. Third, set time blocks. So this is a double win, I find, because it also helps with breaking the procrastination habit. So I find it feels far less overwhelming to say, okay, I'm going to give my full energy and attention to this matter at hand for the next, let's say, 20 minutes than to imagine forcing yourself to sit there until completion. It, and it's also easier to quieten that stressed out, fear-stricken inner voice that just balks at the first moment of resistance, of difficulty, of an obstacle. You know, that voice that's like, oh my God, I'm just, I can't do this. I'm going to pack it all in right now. This is all too much. Slam the laptop shut, flee the space you're in. Well, as it turns out, it is much easier to reason with and or overrule that inner stress head if you say nope I am doing this for the next 20 minutes only because I can manage 20 minutes I can go all in for those 20 minutes and deal with you stress head later same thing when you find that your mind starts wandering right when you're actually doing that task It's easier to bring your focus and attention back to the task at hand if you know you only have to do it or sustain that attention for a limited amount of time. And my fourth point, take actual breaks. Do you take breaks? Full breaks. Like I'm talking full permission here for a full break. This is where you will recharge and renew your energy. And something that I have started implementing from time to time, it's actually a technique from peak performance coach, Brendan Bouchard, and he calls it release tension, set intention. Now I'll be, I'll keep it real with you. Like if I am buzzing out and bubbling over on overwhelm, this doesn't work for me. Like I would have to really go and do a breathing exercise or something or really get out of my space, shift things up because I'm over the level over the mild level let's say that this would work in so when I'm in this mild overwhelm zone it does work and the purpose of this exercise it is linked to this powerful antidote to overwhelm that I've been describing that of single tasking but the purpose is to master your transitions your time in between and this isn't something we think about I find, because we are thinking about the individual tasks at hand that we don't need to do, as opposed to the space and the time in between, to refer back to that quote that I mentioned earlier. So let's say that you tackled a project at work for a solid 30 minutes, and you were either ready to leave it because that's the time that you'd set for yourself, linking with my previous point, or you were ready to finish that task and shelve it for another time, come back to it later. You would then consciously pause before directly moving on to the next task and thereby carrying that sense of urgency, that overwhelm 
that often happens. So the first part, release tension. My favorite way to do this is through, I often cite breathing techniques. So the physiological sigh, because research is showing that this is the most time effective way to reduce stress and anxiety. And you can do it discreetly, right? Like if you're at work, it is something you can manage. So the physiological sigh is when you do the double inhale through the nose and the lengthened exhale through the mouth. So that is... And sometimes I will do that a few times and allow myself to bring it down a notch. I'll also try to feel my feet on the floor because oftentimes when you're in that overwhelm energy, that anxiety energy, it's very chest and head centered. And actually just bringing yourself lower into your body can be a way to reduce that stress. This is all part of the releasing tension part of this technique. So Another thing you could do is if you are doing, if you have a lot of screen time at work, let's say, allow yourself to close your eyes rather than looking at something else. Like actually take that time to go in, close your eyes with it or change your environment. Go and have one or two minutes where you have direct sunlight on your face or you just switch up your environment. You move your body a little bit. This is all part of releasing tension. And then the next part is set intention. So before jumping right into the next thing, take a moment to set an intention for the next task that you're going to do. What energy do you need to bring or want to bring to this task? What is the purpose of it? Like, are you, do you actually know that this is worth doing right now? Is it a priority? Is it something you should give your focus to? But also set an intention for what you want the next activity to feel like and be like and it can be so powerful honestly to actually draw your attention to the stress that you're carrying around oh my gosh just do it all the time but really it it can help you to make some space around it and to introduce some lightness into your day and this is part of the slowing down you don't have to slow down and walk across a room at a frustratingly slow pace like I did at my retreat but just invite a little bit of ease into your life because it will work wonders to reduce your overwhelm. And here's a final thought. This is something that has been occupying my mind lately, particularly after I shared my experiences with you um, on failure in the episode that I titled, I'm a loser, (laughs) honest failure talk. Because I realized that I'd been investing a lot of time in reading, learning, planning, researching, preparing without taking that critical and necessary step of action. And you know what? That pattern was causing overwhelm. Knowledge without action, it's like watching a movie and never leaving your seat. It might be entertaining or it might feel like a kind of self-inflicted torture if you're feeling stuck and like you want to move forward and you can't. So remember, there is an importance of taking action to all of this. So if this episode has struck a chord with you, 
or if it has ignited that little spark of motivation, I encourage you to start taking action today. Maybe the concept of single tasking has really resonated with you and it's something you want to implement, or perhaps you found a valuable nugget of wisdom or practical strategies, question perhaps like how could this be easier? Because let's be honest, who does not want more inner peace, more inner freedom and more joy in their life? Overwhelm, anxiety, stress, they may often stand in the way, but they don't have to own your future. They affect you right now. Guess what? You have the power to change that narrative. You are more than capable, I promise you. So start taking just one little action, one little step in the right direction. Now, if you know of anyone who could benefit from this episode, please, please do share the link with them and spread the love for me. I appreciate it a lot. But cheers to the less overwhelmed, folks. Have a great day.